one song. It'll change your life, I swear. After time, the alarm then sounded many years. The line of Judah, son of Jehovah's return is soon to be near. Take a look in the mirror. Tell me what you see in this land. So just stand right at me. I'm a free. I'm a free. I've been running for many years. Far too many long It's good. I like it. Tune in to the Preacher's Corner. Brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify and Amazon Music. This is an In-House Production. This is an In-House Production. Sky, sky, the boy's going down. There's time and on your side. 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 You better call on Jesus like right now Before we crack the sky And boy is going down What is wrong with you? Don't you have no fear? your valuables and set yourself for that man who gon' marry you so you can value him cause he gon' value you look don't settle for less don't settle for that dude who won't get under your dress who only wants your body he ain't trying to commit if he ain't dating you with purpose well baby it ain't worth it if he ain't trying to put a ring on it then leave him in the circus patiently wait for god i promise he'll be worth it real men fear god and god gifts be perfect you a daughter of a king you deserve a man that's worth it
If a man finds a wife, he found a good thing. He'll obtain favor from a good king. My brother, you were king, you deserve a queen. She wants sex before marriage, don't let her have it. Say yourself for that queen who wants you need a family. And if she said me in my house, we gon' serve the Lord. Go ahead, boy, come for mama, she a gift from God. She gon' pray for you, she gon' cook for you. She your glory, your Proverbs 31st. Make sure you love her, like Jesus Christ love the church. Then she'll see how much she work when you put Jesus first. You a son of the king, this that kingdom water. Put together, let no man put asunder. Hold on to your marriage, don't divorce each other. Our family that pray together, gonna stay together. And when the tough times come, they gon' make a way together. And keep them haters out your business, baby. Work it out. Fight for your marriage. Hold on to the covenant. Love her, respect him to death. Do your part. It's a blessing when you know you get a right when your heart gets. You were more than what you said or went for. production. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. And welcome to House of Deliverance. Amen. Where we believe that deliverance is a choice. Amen. But you have to choose to break free. Amen. We honor the Lord this morning. Amen. For his mighty hand that's always at work in our lives. Amen. We welcome you this morning to our worship encounter. Amen. We honor God for each of you. Amen. That have already jumped on the live this morning. We thank you for joining us. Amen. You could join, could have joined any broadcast, but we give God glory for each of you that are joining us this morning. Amen. Listen, if you hadn't had an opportunity to uh, join the HOD family, amen, you could go to our website and do so at imhod.com. That's imhod.com. Amen. There you can learn more about what we represent, who we are. There are Bible studies that are made available there. You can become an online member, an in-person member. 
You can sow seeds and your tithes and your offering there. You can also submit a prayer request. Amen. If any of you would like to give, amen, at any portion of the service on today, you can do so at dollar sign, all cap, house of deliverance. Amen. That's our cash app. Amen. And then our PayPal information will be the, on the screen at the end of the service. Amen. Amen. Also, you can join us uh, for our mafia um, group as well. Amen. It's, you can become an online partner. You can sow to help others that are in need, or you can submit a prayer request. Amen. Or submit a request for assistance as well. Amen. That uh, website is wearemafia.com. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, again, we are praying for each and every one of you. Amen. We know that so many are affected by COVID. Amen. But we are praying in agreement with you. Amen. That your bodies will be healed. Amen. We know that we serve a God who is a healer. Amen. He is a man of his word. He will not tell a lie. Amen. And we know him to be a healer. We're not talking about what we think. Amen. We're talking about what we know God to be. Amen. And so we are praying for you and your families. Amen. We are praying for Sister Alex, Brother Brendan, and their baby this morning. We're praying for Sister Brittany and the girls this morning, along with Sister Brittany's grandparents, Miss Brenda and Mr. William. We want to be prayerful. Amen. For them, we bind up the spirit of fear that will come against their minds even now. Amen. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. If you have any prayer requests, amen, that you would like to submit, please go to our website, I'm HOD.com. There you can also submit a prayer request. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I thought about another scripture, amen, that says some trust in chariots, <laughs> some trust in horses. Sister Nita, you know where I'm going. <laughs> some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. Amen. I, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. How many know that? Sister Kenza ought to know that all too well. I seen her share it this morning in our group. Amen. He is a, his name is a strong tower. The righteous can call on him. They can run in it and be saved. Amen. I thank God for safety in his arms. Amen. Safety when everything is falling apart around us. Amen. Amen. And that don't make him not be God because people have COVID-19. Amen. That's an opportunity for him to show himself big and mighty and merciful. Amen. Amen. So I trust God today. Amen. I don't care what it looks like. Amen. People can trust in whatever they want to, but I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if you would, amen, we're going to open with our mission and our motto reading this morning. Amen. And our motto reads, it takes a village to save a soul. Serving God through serving others, each one reach one. Our mission statement the mission of House of Deliverance is setting the captives free by ministering to the brokenhearted and maturing them spiritually. We want to be able to bring the good news to those that will listen. We must work wholeheartedly to bring God's spirit working in them. We are called to teach that salvation is available through faith in Christ. We are to be encouraging in heart, unified in love, committed to carrying out Christ's work as Christ works in us. We are to tell others about him who you know that needs to hear this news. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, the year of the Lord's favor. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I am H-O-D. That's my church. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we give God the glory this morning. Amen. Our pastor's on 10 already. Amen. Amen. So our prayer scripture this morning is coming from John 13 and 34. And it reads, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. The title of our prayer today is Pay Attention. Look at your neighbor and tell them, pay attention. Those of you that are at home sitting on your couch, look at somebody in your living room and tell them, pay attention. Repeat after me. Amen. It says, I declare you have the grace to pay attention. I pray that your ears will remain open to what God has spoken concerning your life. I declare that you have an ear to hear. Lord, have mercy. What the spirit of the Lord is saying. And that the distractions of life will not be able to stop you from hearing what God has said about your life. <laughs> I command you to listen. I command you to be open and willing to let go of everything you thought was God and now you realize was sent by the devil to steer you in the wrong direction. I pray for courage to drop it. I pray against that proud spirit that will keep you hanging on the people and things that you now know are not God's will for your life. Ooh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the hold of everything that's become a stronghold and I speak freedom over the believer. In Jesus' name, I rebuke every unnecessary distraction. And I pray for the desire and the grace to pay attention. <laughs> I pray for the grace to listen and hear. And I declare... You will never be full of hearing ever again. What you hear today will change your life for the better. Lord, have mercy. Come on, somebody ought to open your mouth and put a praise on it right there. Go on, Gingy, and praise him, baby. Put a praise on it right there. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. He said, what you hear today. My God will change your life for the better. Lord, have mercy. My God, today. 
Y'all, I did. I go by the day. I don't go find nothing. Oh my God, today. <laughs> what a wonder about the God we serve. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. The God that sits high but looks low. Hallelujah. Condescending the men and women of low esteem. I love him today. How about you? I love him because he first loved me. Hallelujah. When I wasn't lovable, he loved me, y'all. Hallelujah. When other folks counted me out, he counted me in. Hallelujah. And for that, I give him glory. Hallelujah. I give him the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. Nobody like our God. Hallelujah. And we honor him this morning. Amen. We give him the glory. Hallelujah. For what he has done for us thus far. Lord, have mercy. I have enjoyed our intercession before services like we normally have it. Oh, my God. I said, Lord, this is what we need to be able to, to lay out before you, you know, shape, no form, no fashion, you know, no form of God. We don't want the form of godliness. Amen. But deny the power. We want what God has for us in the fullness. Amen. He already told us that the earth was his. Amen. And the fullness thereof. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you this morning that are here. Amen. We are praying for you. Amen. And we pray that you are praying for us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to move along in the service. Amen. We're going to have our praise and our worship. Amen. Hallelujah. And honor our God this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. I'll pray for me. Hallelujah. And pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. In him do I live, move and have my being. In him do I live, move and have my being. In him do I live, move and have my being. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without I'm nothing without you. Through me. Your glory reign in me. Breathe through me. Live in me. Let your glory reign in me. want the Lord to breathe through you this morning and live in you. Yes. Let your glory reign in me. 
Come on and give him some I'm praise. nothing without you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, amen. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes Glory. when the devil try to show his face, you can, you let him know that you ain't bothered and you yes. keep on moving. Amen, somebody. <laughs> yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I realize. I've seen many tricks and tactics. Yes. I'm telling so I'm you. familiar with that one. Amen, somebody. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Keep on moving. Unfazed, yes. unbothered. Yes. How many of you know that God is the Alpha and He's the Omega, yes, the he head is. of our lives? Amen. Yes. Y'all ready to worship? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Worthy. Hallelujah. Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. Yes, God. You are worthy to be praised. Yes, Over God. You are. Worship the Lord this morning. We give you all. Come on, give him all the glory. The glory. Yes. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you all the glory. <laughs> the glory belongs to you, Lord. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. 
tell them who he is. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, if you know that he is Alpha and Omega. Come on, let me hear you put a praise on it. Come on, if you know that he is Alpha and Omega, come on, put a praise right there. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You are Alpha. Hallelujah. And Omega, we worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, praise your God. Let me hear you praise your God. 
Hallelujah. Those of you that are watching, come on, just put the hand clap uh, emojis on there. If you're praising your God right where you're sitting, if you know that he is Alpha and Omega, come on, let me see you express your gratitude, your appreciation, your admiration, your love to a God who has never changed up on us. One that's been faithful when we have not been faithful to him. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. Y'all, this is what we're going to be doing when we go to heaven. The angels, they fly and say, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, all day long. And we're going to be worshiping. Hallelujah. We're going to be laying at his feet. Hallelujah. Giving him glory, praise, and honor. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. All y'all can do better. Come on and give him some praise. Give him some praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. We are up to the hour of power. Amen. 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 Giving God the praise and the glory that is rightfully deserved. Amen. It's feeling kind of awkward to be up here singing and uh, not on the cameras or anything, able to just uh, worship freely. Amen. 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 Thank God for growth in our ministry. God is doing some marvelous things. Amen. Amen. And I thank God for the woman of God that we have here that is set forth to bring the word. She is no stranger to this pulpit. Absolutely phenomenal woman of God. Amen. Amen. And she celebrated the release of her debut single this week. Give God praise. Amen. Available on all digital platforms. Wave your hands. If you ain't waved your hands, amen. Get, get ready to wave them for the word that is about to go forth. Amen. I present to some and present to others that uh, may be viewing for the very first time, uh, none other than the assistant pastor of this great church, Benita R. Mayberry. Amen. The next voice you hear will be that after this sermonic selection. Amen. Give God praise as she come after this. Amen. Must be something I ate 
some song, some show, some hate. The devil wants to extend the game Free throws And when it ends he wants to make The sequel Cause if he has another chance He feels like he can take My joy, my peace, my faith See the devil He learns from your mistakes even if you don't That's how it keeps you in cycles 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 But I'm not going in Cycle. Lord have mercy. Do you ever realize that seemed like what you went through last year, you be back in that place again the next year? The same thing. You be like, wait, did I go through this last December? <laughs> did we have this, this back or this this problem last year this time? Oh. Never learn from your mistakes, even if you don't. I'm breaking the cycle this year for me, y'all. I don't know about y'all. 2022, I ain't going through no more cycles. I refuse to go through what I went through last year, this year. I got power. To speak things that are not as though they were, so that they may become. I got power to tread over serpents and scorpions, and they will not harm me. I got dominion over things of this earth of God already gave it to me. Amen. If you would, go ahead and stand for me. We're going to read our words. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just wanted to play a little bit of that. Amen. Just to get, keep put it on your mind. Amen. Amen. We're going to be coming from the book of Ephesians. The fourth chapter. And my, my focal uh, point is going to come from 13. So we'll just read that. Amen. Before... Um, for the time allotted me, amen. I'm going to be um, using 1 through 15. But um, we're going to start at the 13th first. 4 and 13. Ephesians 4 and 13. When you have it, say amen. Praise the Lord. And it reads, Till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. I praise God for the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his holy word. God, we just pray, God, for every hearer on today. God, that you open the ears of your people. Let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. 
to the body of believers as a whole. We, we know that your word is already anointed and blessed, God, but we ask that you anoint me even now, not to make preaching easy, God, but that we may destroy yokes in this place today, God, that we can cast down vain imaginations, pull down strongholds in the Holy Ghost. God, cause this word to rest, to live, to dwell on the inside of us from today forward. Give us strength and courage. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we bind every foul and filthy spirit that will distract us, that will come against your word on today. For those that are watching from home, we bind the hands of the enemy that will distract us even now. God, we send your power, your authority, and your anointing to rest, rule, and abide. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would, before you take, look over at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, first lady is going to be preaching about. No more stumbling blocks. No more stumbling blocks. Come on, tell them with power. Let them know. You know, we went through these stumbling blocks last year, but this year, no more stumbling blocks. Hallelujah. We give God glory. Amen. No more stumbling blocks. Hallelujah. For those of you that are watching, type that on the screen. No more stumbling blocks because it's power in speaking out of your mouth. Amen. No more stumbling blocks. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want to give you the definition, amen, of a stumbling block. Amen. And it, it says that a stumbling block is an obstacle to progress. It's a circumstance that causes difficulty or hesitation on your way to progression. The spiritual meaning of stumbling block is it's a metaphor for a behavior or um attitude that leads another to sin or to destructive behavior. Amen? That is the spiritual um, definition for it. And I had to look up the, the definition for the word obstacle because it just, I said, why would it say it's an obstacle to progress? The word obstacle is a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders your progress. Something that blocks one's way or hinders your progress. So the Greek word for the word stumble gives the sense of stubbing, stubbing one's toe. As Christians, we are forbidden to do anything that may cause our brothers and our sisters in Christ to stub their toes. Spiritually speaking, uh, stubbing the toe can cause a person to fall in the spiritual sense, or to damage or to weaken in their faith. In all things, the important lesson is to make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. God gave me this thought in my preparation time. He said, there will be no more stumbling blocks once we, as the body of Christ, Fully understand our purpose in this, in this life. He said, after today, if you're still stuck, stubbing your toes, it's because you desire to. Oh, my God. <laughs> he said, if you're still stuck, y'all heard what the prayer book said. He said, if you're still stuck, stubbing your toes, it's because you have a desire to do so. Lord, have mercy. 
See, we serve a God with all power. You mean to tell me he can't deliver us from our little mess? We keep going back and forth in. Lord, have mercy. He said, if you're still going back and forth, it's because you want to. Amen. I don't have a lot of preliminaries to go through today. You know, normally I exhort you and, you know, holler and get all worked up and stuff. I'm not doing that this year. Amen. I'm going I'm to teach a little something today. What, what y'all think about that? Amen. Amen. So let's go to our text. We're going to begin at Ephesians 4. I'm going to walk the text 1 through 15. Amen. You might hit 16. 16 got a nugget in it as well. Amen. I know that uh, my focal point is 13, but I will certainly feel like I have committed a complete injustice. Amen. If we did not include the entire chapter. Amen. So let's work it out. It says, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. First of all, y'all know that Paul was in jail when he wrote this letter to the Ephesians. Am I right about it? He was in prison, and he, he addressed them by saying, he said, the prisoner of the Lord, I beg you that you walk worthy of the vocation. In some of your Bibles, it may say calling, Amen. Wherewith you have been called. Amen. So he said, I'm the prisoner of the Lord. Appeal to you to live a life that's worthy of the calling to which you have been placed. That is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity and mature behavior. Amen. So often the church, I mean, you look online and the church is doing everything from cussing folks out in the pulpit to disrespecting pastors, leadership, amen, doing whatever they want to do, coming in with their own agendas. And God said through Paul to the church, he said, you need to walk, live a life that is worthy of what I called you to do. He said, and when you do that, this is what that life will look like. It'll exhibit godly character. It will exhibit moral courage. And it will exhibit personal integrity. See, what you do behind closed doors matters to God. You know, you can't sneak and do and live and do whatever you want to do behind closed doors. Get in front of everybody and shout your wig off at church. It don't work like that. He said, when you live a life that exhibits who I am, you'll have personal integrity. When ain't nobody watching. And mature behavior, meaning you're, 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 you're grown enough to make the right decisions. You're grown enough to act like you got some sense. You know how your mama tell you, when we get in this store, act like you got some sense, even if you don't have none. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. I ain't buying nothing. That's how God sent us out. He said, when you get out in public, act like you know who you serve. Act like you know. <laughs> you better act like you know who you serve. Uh, verse 2 says, oh, God said, and also he said, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. We walk around like we ain't proud to be part of the royal priesthood. Like, we don't have no gratitude towards what God has done for us. Amen? Lord, have mercy. Two says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. He said, with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness. Lord, we, we can be so self-righteous at times. Amen? And we'll think we don't. I know so many churches that think they're the only ones with the Holy Ghost. They're the only ones with the power. They're the only one that can save, set free, and deliver. If you ain't at their church, you ain't saved for real. 
It say, it say with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness. Because when you're on the Lord's side, we are one body. Ain't no all, you, you know, your church ain't no better than nobody else's. Lord, have mercy. He said, and gentleness, maintaining self-control, in other words. Maintain self-control with patience, bearing with one another, and unselfish love. We got to have unselfish love for one another because Sister Janae said it this morning in intercession. She said, Lord, help us to love and to forgive people like you do us. You got to be unselfish in your love and your forgiveness like God is to you. Because if, you, if he did like we do each other and not forgive and not love, good God, where would we be today? If God would treat me like I've treated people in this walk of life, where would I be today? Lord, have mercy. He said, have this kind of control over your life. Hallelujah. And this just stirred me up. Number three, you say, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. People like to use that to say that we need to be unified in church. That's what they, I've heard that preach so many times and people say that. But let me tell y'all what God told me about that. He said that means make every effort possible to keep the oneness, the fact or the state of being unified and whole of the spirit of the spirit of the Lord. In the bond of peace, that more bond means friendship in your connections, in your relationships. I'm going to help somebody today. See, we come to church and we think that we can treat people any kind of way. That's why they got all the memes on Facebook. Don't get mad. Y'all supposed to be Christians. You're speaking in tongues, but won't speak to your neighbor. Hello, somebody. That's why they make all these memes about the church, folks, because we don't treat people the way they're supposed to be treated. Can't tell if we save or we like the world. Because we act like the world. Lord, have mercy. Good God. He said, no, no, no. He said that means to be keep the oneness. He said, make every effort. That means push with all you got. Make every effort in your friendships and your connections and your other relationships with other people to be unified and whole, y'all. Listen to what God said. He's talking about the body of Christ. I'm not talking about HOD. Don't y'all get mad at me today. I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about the body. Oh, God said we should be unified of the spirit and the bond of peace. That peace in this in this scripture means freedom from disturbances. Lord, have mercy. He said we this is how you do that. You make every effort. Amen. To be unified. And how you do that and you keep the peace is by being free from disturbances. A state or period where there is no war. And if there was war at one time, guess what he say? War has now ended with you. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. He said each individual working together. Guess what, y'all? Listen, listen, listen. Oh, my God. We don't come to church for no other reason but this. He said make every effort also that when you work together, each individual working together to make the whole church successful. Oh, my God. He said, you can be successful when there's no chaos. Oh, my God. I know it's going to be quiet today. It's all right. Somebody online, help me out. Come on. Thank you, Sister Brittany. Somebody online, help me out. It's quiet up in here. Lord Jesus. He said, we can be successful in ministry, in the body, when there's no chaos. And it's our job to make every effort. To keep the peace in our relationships, our connections with one another. Lord, have mercy. 
Number four said, there is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. He said, there is one body of believers. One. One. When we get to heaven, he going to call for one body. It ain't, it ain't no Christ of uh, church, church of God in Christ in one section. No Baptist in the other section. Ain't no uh, Christ holy sanctified in this section. Ain't no Lutheran over here on this section. Ain't no white section, no black section, a Hispanic section. Ain't none of that in Christ. He said he don't even see us the way we are. When he look at us, he see his son. Why are we so segregated when it comes to the body? God said in 22, we better get our houses in order. I'm talking about the body, y'all. Lord, have mercy. He said there is one body of believers and one spirit that we ought to all have on the inside of us. Lord, have mercy. He didn't say the spirit of hell raising. He didn't say the spirit of sabotage. He didn't say the spirit of division in the church. He didn't say the spirit of lying and prophesying on the parking lot. He said the spirit that lives in him. Ought to be inside of us. He said, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when we were called to salvation. Only one God called us to salvation. It wasn't no Baptist preacher that called me to salvation. <laughs> it wasn't no certain denomination that did it for me. He said, it was one body of believers. He said, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called to salvation. Number five says, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Lord, have mercy. There is only one God, one faith, and one baptism. There ain't no other gods before him. I know some folks serve Buddha. I got family members that do, but guess what? Buddha didn't get up after he died. His clothes are still in the grave. His ashes still remain there. He didn't get up with all power in his hand. Confucius couldn't do. Uh, they couldn't do it to the needy. Oh, oh, but I know a God that when he got down in that old power tomb and they put him in that grave, he got up one day with all power in his hand. So I know there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Hallelujah. He said in number in verse number six, he said, one God and one father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Lord, have mercy. One God and father of us all. That's why I got up this morning when I was praying and I said, he's a sovereign God. That's what that means. He's a supreme ruler. He is ruler over everything. He's ruler over my mind, my body and my soul. He's ruler over my household. He's ruler over, over your health today. He is ruler over your finances. I know we don't believe it because it sounds so far-fetched but if you ever take the time out oh that's why 13 is my focal point today because if we ever get to know who God really is in our life, Lord have mercy we're going to be something fierce to be reckoned with y'all. Lord have mercy. He say supreme ruler over all and working in all. Lord when I read that y'all he say working in all. Working in all. Working in all. Working in all. I'm going to say that again. Working in all. <laughs> working in all. He didn't say working in the Christ Holy Sanctified Church. He didn't say I'm working in the Baptist Church. He didn't say I'm working on the corner church and not. I ain't going to work at half. He said working in all. Let me tell you what that word working means for those of you that need definition because I know that we all think we know the word but we don't. This word working means fun functioning or able to function 
I'm going to say that again. Functioning or able to function. If he ain't working in you, he is able to function in you. You just got to yield your members to him. So he said, I'm working in all. And if he's sitting there waiting on you, he is able to function. Lord, have mercy. Y'all don't want to have no church this morning. He said he's working in all, through all, and living to, living in all. That means, that word living means existing in all of us. God, Lord, have mercy. He comes up in seven. I like the way our brother Paul expressed himself. He said, but, in another translation, it said yet. That word yet means still. After all it is, still, he said grace has been given. He said, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Let's work it out right here. <laughs> he said, yet still, grace. Let me tell you what grace is. It is God's undeserved favor on your life. It say all of us have been given undeserved favor of, of each of us indiscriminately, y'all. That word indiscriminately means it was, it's randomly, randomly given. Oh, you don't get it because you've been living good all week. Oh, God. See, we got we had a game twisted. We think that because we are we got high positions and we sit on the on the you know with the collars and the all this mess, you know, we got on sit on the pulpit that the people in the pews don't got what we got from God. But it said grace gave us all. It said each one of us. Not indiscriminately. There was no discrimination when he was handing out grace. Oh, my God. There was no discrimination, y'all, meaning we are all equal. We are all the same. <laughs> it said we are all the same. It said when he gave out grace, it wasn't randomly done. He gave us the grace that he wanted each of us to have. Lord, have mercy. He say, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ. He gave it in different ways. I'm going to show you how. Because see, what might have killed somebody else, you made it through this year. That's grace in a different way. <laughs> what could have took somebody else out last year, you made it to see this year. See, some of us in the sitting here today had COVID last year, but you still here. Somebody didn't make it, but you still here. He said grace in different ways. <laughs> in proportion to the measure of Christ's gift. That is rich and abundant, y'all. Number eight says, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Lord, y'all, I shouted. I had to get up. I was sitting on my bed, studying, lit with my back up against my pillow. And Lord, I had to get out and just listen to what it said, y'all. It said, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led. Who led it? He did. Jesus, it say, when he ascended high, he led captivity captive. Oh, my God, y'all. Y'all don't understand it. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to bring it home for y'all in just a second. It say, and gave gifts unto men. Let me help you real quick here, right here. It says, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity 
captive. What had tried to take him captive, he led it captive. And he bestowed gifts on men. Listen, what tried to hold him bound, the way they paraded him around to courthouse, to, y'all, y'all ain't here today, courthouse to courthouse, the way he was beaten and crucified, the way he got spit on and lied on and pissed on the side, they, he led captivity captive. I'm going to leave that alone for right now because I'm going to come back with a powerful one in just a second. Number nine says, now that he has ascended, ascended means what? Go up. What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? This expression, he ascended, what, uh, what it means is that what it means is that he also had previously descended from the heights of heaven into the lower parts of the earth. Y'all know Jesus walked the earth. He came, God sent his son, he walked the earth, and he was without sin, right? This is what he's talking about. But after he was beaten, buried, died, he ascended. But he came back. Y'all do know that, right? He brought back a what? A comforter. Come on, y'all better reach our Bible. He brought back a comforter. So it says that he came back in the lower parts of the earth. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus. Amen. Our great God and Savior. Amen. Who ascended into the heavens after he rose victorious from the grave. Amen. He paid the price from the sin of the world through his sacrificial death and his glorious resurrection. And he broke the power of sin and Satan, death and hell forever. He broke that when he ascended. Oh, my God, y'all. Come on now. It say in the lives of all who trust him. This, this is possible. In all the lives that trust him. Right? Number 10 says, he that descended is the same also that ascended up from far above all heavens that he might feel all things. It's, like it's his presence. That's why he had to go up and come back. That his presence might feel all things. That is the whole universe. And number 11 says, and he gave gifts, y'all. He gave some apostles, some prophets. I'm, I'm, I hope I help the body of Christ today. Some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. One, two, three, four, five. If I'm not mistaken, five, the ministry is fivefold. That's what that means. Y'all hear people say, I got a five-fold ministry. That means there is an apostle, there is a prophet, there is an evangelist, there is a pastor, and there is a teacher. I'm going to help somebody in just a second. And these were the gifts that God gave to the church. They varied, amen, because after he had gave and appointed these gifts, he gave them their why. He appointed some as apostles. Let me tell you what an apostle is. An apostle is a special messenger or representative of God. Some as prophets. Prophets are one 
who speak a new and clear message from God to his people. Some he gave evangelists. Evangelist is one who spreads the good news of salvation. Oh, my God. And some as pastors and teachers to shepherd, I hope, the body of Christ got their ears wide open. Some he gave pastors and teachers. You know why? He gave us a pastor and a teacher to shepherd and guide and correct and instruct. I'm going to say that again. To shepherd, to guide, to correct, and instruct. Lord have mercy. 12 says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Lord. And he did this. He gave us the fivefold ministry. He did this to fully equip the church. To fully equip and perfect the saints of God. That's why he gave us that. He gave us, look, I'm telling y'all this because I believe it's important this, that we know this in this hour. Because there was a lot of people that sit in congregations every Sunday and every Wednesday that got an alt or don't like their pastor. They're disrespectful when God placed them in leadership over that house. I'm trying to help somebody today. And he said he did that to fully equip you. Have you ever worked on a job that you thought because you got eight years experience, you were going to go into this job that you never worked at before? And you was going to go in. I know what I'm doing. I don't need y'all to show me how to do data entry. I've been doing data entry for eight years. But you worked at wherever, Office Depot, call center. They do it different from Cook's call center. But because you got eight years, you don't think that you could be equipped with anything further. I got news for you. It said that he gave these fivefold leaders to equip, fully equipped, and perfect the saints for works of service so that we'll all be successful. Let me say that again. So that we'll all be successful. So that we'll all be successful to build up the body of Christ, the church. Until, 13 says, till we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He gave us fully, people that could fully equip us. Whether you think so or not, these leaders been placed in place. To fully equip and perfect the saints for works of service in the church. He did that to fully equip us until we reach oneness in faith. And in the body of Christ for us to be knowledgeable of who the son of God is. 
to grow spiritually, to become mature, a mature believer, reaching the measure of fullness of Christ. That means manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Listen, y'all, I can't make this no plainer than this. <laughs> People get church twisted. They, everybody got the game twisted. I'm sorry. God said he placed the fivefold in place for us to be spiritually equipped and to perfect us, mature us. Listen to what God is saying. I used to say, in my ignorance, <laughs> I'm, I'm grown enough to say that today, in my ignorance that if I heard a word and it wasn't for me, I said, oh, well, it wasn't for me. I'm going to pick what's for me and throw the bones away. In my ignorance. But don't you know that whenever the man or woman of God stand before you and he been in with God, it is something in there for you. Might not be today, but it might be next month. Might not be next month, but it might be in two weeks. There is a reason for you hearing everything happened for a reason. You didn't just step into church today because it's your duty to be here. You were ordained to be here over 2,000 years ago to hear this word. And God wants to perfect us for works of service to build us up in the body until we all reach oneness in the faith. Until we all know and have the knowledge of the Son of God. Until we all become mature. We have to listen so that we can be mature. We have to listen so that we'll be on, in oneness on one accord in our faith. There will be no bickering and complaining if we, we all believe the same way. We, we mad, you know, you, we mad, we see the big churches and the folks is pulling up and they got Mercedes. Then you got the little churches who are faithful. They come to church and pay their tithes every week. Don't miss a beat. And we all driving Beatles. That's how it go. Do you know some of the most faithful people don't even have good cause? Gotta pray that it's gonna start and pray that it turn out when they get to their destination. But the people driving the Beatles are envious of the people with the Mercedes. But we're sacrificing just like they are. But it's something different because everybody got their own grace. Oh, my God. God had to show me this. Because, you know, we look at other churches and be like, what's going on? We know, we know the people. It blows my mind to know that people sit up under leadership. The folks are smoking, cussing, drinking, and all of that. And then you know you got a sold out pastor and first lady. But you'll leave that church. After you sit for 15 years under a Negro who cuss you out, sleep with you and everybody in the church, but you'll get mad at the word that's being preached over the pulpit at a church you know that the person is laying out before God. I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you why that is in just a second. Hold your mule. 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning and craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Y'all heard that? He say he he's perfecting something in us, maturing us, so that we are no longer like children, spiritually immature. We can't never get over this hump because we we don't we want to pick who we want to listen to. 
You want to pick who going to preach that day. Then you want to stir up the person that's preaching down at demon and you want to stir you down so you don't preach what thus said the Lord. Woohoo! Yeah. You attack the person that's preaching because you don't want to hear what's really got to be said. It says, so that we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like a ship on a stormy sea, carried about with every wind of shifting doctrine. You know, let me tell you what that word shifting means. It means changing. It's a especially unpredictably. You want to know why the church changed or folks change like we change in underwear? Because the folks don't know who to listen to. Toss to and fro. Don't know God's voice when people are speaking because it ain't your choice person. Don't understand and recognize the voice of God. So we turn our ears off. Say we are carried about when you're immature with every wind of doctrine. He say changing, especially unpredictably. We don't know what to get, what we're gonna get out of you from once one week to the next. <laughs> That's why it's not good to eat at everybody's table. I know that we are lovers of preaching. Some of us, you know, we, we act like we are anyway, and we listen to all this other stuff. It's hard to get an understanding from the visionary of the house when you're eating at other people's table. Now, I'm not saying it's good to listen to other people preach. You need word all day. But when you got word up and down your timeline at your church, when you got word on the YouTube from your church, when you got Bible studies on the, on the Internet from your church, please tell me why do you have to go somewhere else? Lord, have mercy. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Not to keep you in bondage or make you feel like, oh, we ain't no cult. I ain't saying, oh, in the house of deliverance. But if you're listening to everything else, how do you expect to come listen to your visionary? Because what they said might have been wrong. But it resonated with you on the inside. Because, you know, you got that disrespectful thing going on inside anyway. Oh, I know this ain't, this ain't popular. And I didn't expect it to be. But God gave it to me. I have to preach what God tell me to preach. He said, that's why it's not good to eat at everybody's table. You don't do it in the natural. Why do you do it in the spirit? Every time we have a, a, a shindig and everybody got to bring dinners, everybody want to know who made this when they come around to get they, make their play. Who made that? Who, this is uh, the so-and-so made this. Ooh, because she got dogs. But you get on the internet and look at Brother Bobo and he got dogs. Oh, <laughs> y'all better catch that in the spirit. I ain't talking about roof, roof dogs. <laughs> God said, you don't do it in the natural. Why do you do it in the spirit? If you cannot follow the vision of the head where you say God placed you, find you another leader to follow. When we was in elementary, it, it wasn't no do what you want to do. When they assigned the line leader, I was always the line leader because I made straight A's and I was always, you know, getting all the stars on my card. You know, I, I don't know. They don't probably do that for y'all. But when we was coming up, we used to get them little uh, perfect attendant cards and good behavior cards. You remember that, Sister Didi? And they put the stars on there. I used to always have mine filled up because I was there every day. I was good, you know, attendance, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I had the stars. So I was always the line leader. And when the kids, when she would line the kids up behind me, I was bossy anyway, even then when I was young, y'all, I was five. 
And I would say, get behind me because I'm the line leader. You can't even get out of line with, with the line leader in, fire, in, in uh, kindergarten. Why are we so unruly and out of line when God placed the leader over us? To shepherd us. God say, let my people know if you are in a place where you cannot follow the visionary because I'm the one that gave the vision. Sorry, Pastor. What he told me to say? He said, you might need to find you a leader you can follow. Lord, have mercy. He said, you could never. And, and I mean this with all of my being. And I know y'all probably going to laugh. At this. I, don't, I don't mean this to be funny at all. I'm not being a, a facetious, hilarious, or, or, you know, trying to be a comedian or anything. But you could never have a successful career at McDonald's trying to implement what Whataburger do. I'm going to say that again because I try to make that as plain as possible. You could never have a successful career at McDonald's. You're dressed up with the big golden arch on your hat, an emblem with the golden arch on your shirt. You got the, they got blue shirts now. When I worked there, we had burgundy shirts. They got blue shirts now with black pants. You will never be successful in a career at McDonald's trying to implement what Whataburger do. They all got double meat cheeseburgers, but they ain't made the same. Oh, I'm going to help somebody in just a second. They all serve fries, but y'all know McDonald's fries ain't like nobody fries. Soda not. Nobody's. They got their own special ingredients. And because of that, it sets them apart from other restaurants. McDonald's lines be out to the street on Forest Hill Drive. Boy, every time we pay, they got two lines open and the inside open. The inside is packed. The Both drive throughs is packed. And me and Pastor be looking at each other like, Lord Jesus. We might want a burger from somewhere else, but we want them fries from McDonald's. Sometimes we have to endure and just get in line. What I'm telling you is, if you want to be successful where you're planted, follow the leader. Oh, Jesus. I'm talking, and this is to the body. I'm not picking on nobody here. I'm talking, God told me to speak to the body of Christ. Because what you ought to know is, your leader is so in tune with God that they're praying and listening to the, with their ear to the Father, that they're going to lead you the right way. If I felt like the person wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be there. That's real. He said, but because we have gotten to such a place where we don't fall after the vision, that's how you get thrown, by, thrown off by cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men. That, you know what that word unscrupulous mean? Not honest. No principles. You get caught up with people that have no honesty. They're liars. They have no principles. It's a by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for a personal profit. That's why them, them folks can come on uh, Facebook and have 2.89k watching. And talking about the Lord, oh, I got a word for y'all. Woo, come on in here. Rubbing their hands. Oh, shout out by. Yay, God. And tell you, come on, $50. Come on, sow that seed. God said $50. Is, if you sow $50 a day, the Lord got a word for you. 
I got to sow $50 into you to give me a word. When all I got to do is get on my face. The, 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 veil, the veil been torn. Yeah. I ain't got to go through nobody else no more. I can go to God for myself. I don't need to get online and give you $50 of my money that I can't pay bills with already. For you to tell me no lies. He said, but we follow after those kind of people. But he said, but I want you to tell them, daughter. Y'all listen at this. 15, but speaking the truth in love that you may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. That you may grow up. It say, but speaking the truth in love, talking about in all things, both our speech and our lives expressing his truth. Try your best this year in 2022 to be a great example of who God is in your life. Don't, you don't have to tell people that you're saved. You don't have to look at pictures of us on Facebook and say, ooh, she do something at the church. I don't need you to, you know, praise me about what I do or who you think I am. Know that I am who God called me to be. Same thing for you. It said, let us grow up. Let us grow up in all things into him. Following his example, who is the head? Christ. Right? It says, from him, the whole body, but the church, and all of its various parts will be joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. You know why he fashions us like the body? Because ain't nothing your hands or your legs can do without the head. Have you ever noticed that when you got a headache, you, you don't feel like doing nothing? Yo, you, if you stump your toe today, everything hurt. You didn't stump your head or your ear, but a part of your body been affected. And that's what God told me today. Part of his body been affected. Think about what God is telling us. He said part of his body been affected so he told me tell my people today no more stumbling blocks come on you can stand to your feet if you are a part of the body of Christ you have purpose if you are part of the body of Christ you have power if you are a part of the body of Christ you have already been anointed if you are part of the body of Christ, you, my friend, have work to do. And God said it is time to be about our father's business. He said he already came. He already died. He already defeated the grave. And he took captive all that sought to make him captive and attempted to destroy him. Through trials, temptation, accusation, beatings, and crucifixion. He had to endure it because we were a part of the plan. We were always a part of the plan, y'all. Even when Eve, Adam and Eve failed, we were still part of the plan. 
He said it's time for the body of Christ to get back to the original plan of God. All this division in the church based on titles and who's who in ministry got to stop today. He said there's only one that has ascended back to the heavens. He said there's only one who is high and lifted up. It's only one who is perfect in all of his ways. Only one who died that we all may live, move, and have our being. Only one that came back and brought grace and gifts. One. He said, we're not gifted. Simply sit around and entertain one another. We're not gifted because we're holier than thou. We're not gifted to charge an arm and a leg to play or sing at a church. I'm going to leave that alone today. We're not gifted because we deserve it. No. I'm sorry to bust bubbles this morning. But we are gifted because it's necessary for the body to be perfected. It's for the church. We done turned it into a lucrative business. It's all about the mighty dollar. You can't get nobody to come over here and beat on the keys. I don't care if they can't play good. We had a man came and played for us. That book played the same melody for every song. I said, well, do you know how to play this? He played the music. I said, well, it didn't sound right to me. So I said, well, what about this? Gave him another song. It was the same thing, just another key. And I said, well, what about Open the Floodgates of Heaven? Because they all different songs now. Same thing. And wanted to charge us $300 a week. This turned into a lucrative business. For gain, monetary gain. And God said he gave us grace and gifts when he came back. Edify the body. Let me tell y'all this. He gave us these gifts because they were necessary for the body. He gave us these gifts because it's necessary for spiritual growth. He gave us the gifts because they are necessary for divine direction. He said every member of Christ's body is gifted in a unique way. God told me this. I gifted each person in a unique way. And each person is expected. Look at your neighbor and say expected. Expected to use their spiritual gift or gifts to function in the church. So that the whole body is edified. This is where I wanted to make my point. The word edify, y'all. This means to educate. He gave us gifts to educate. He gave us the fivefold to educate. The gift that he placed in you to educate. He said, he gave us these gifts to educate, to instruct, or improve morally. That's what edify means, right? It's about to get even quieter than it's already been. I said, right, nobody said nothing, right? He said he came to edify the body, right? Edify means to educate, instruct, 
or improve morally. Y'all know what that morally, the word morally means? With reference to the principles of what's right and wrong. Y'all heard that? Word of God was sent along with our gifts to the body to improve the principles that God placed in us that represent right and wrong. I said, I never wonder again why house of deliverance is always empty. This is a moral thing. He coming to perfect that thing in us that depicts right and wrong in us. People don't want to know what's right and wrong. They want to do what they want to do. They do right when they feel like it, do wrong when they feel like it. But he came to improve that part of us. He said, I came to improve morally or intellectually. That word intellectually means the power of knowing. Y'all, listen. The power of knowing as distinguished from the power to feel and to will. Y'all understand that? Because y'all looking at me like cows facing brand new fence. Y'all need me to break that down. It said intellectually means the power of knowing. It's the power of knowing. He said, we got to come to the place where we are in oneness in the faith. That we are able to receive instruction and correction. To equip and instruct and improve us. To, for us to know the difference between right and wrong. And to be intelligent in God's word. It says the power of knowing. As distinguished from the power to feel and to will. In other words, it is the capacity. He came to improve our capacity for knowledge about who he is in our lives. Oh, have mercy. He said he came to build us up and work uh, for us to work together in godly harmony. So I pray. I try not to get ahead of myself and teach it because so many times we come we talk, I'm, I ain't talking about unity. I'm talking about getting saved. I'm talking about the only way we're going to come to a oneness in the faith and the knowledge of who God really is is when you get saved. That's the bottom line. When you realize that he came and brought grace and gifts and he gave them out randomly according to the measure of Christ in your life, and that he lives inside of you, whether you're operating in your gift or not. He there waiting for you to get in your place. Then we're going to be on one accord. Ain't no unity. I'm not, I ain't no such thing as preaching about being unified and on one accord because this person bickering with that person. That, that don't matter because folks got to get saved first. Folks got to be real first. You got to say yes to God first. Then you'll understand what unity means. God told me. He said, I pray that 
each of us strive to use the gift of grace, the gifts and the graces with which we have been endowed for my glory. That's what he said. He prays that we use, that we strive to use the gifts and graces with which we have been endowed for the glory of God. And in service for the benefit of the body of Christ. We the church as a whole have been educated and instructed today to follow after the voice, the word of God. To be intentional in what you do with the grace and the gifts that God has given so that each is enabled to function in the way that he has chosen for us to function. No wonder why the Bible said a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great and important people. That's a scripture in Proverbs. Look it up. It say a man's gift maketh. That T-H on the end of make, it means continues. Your gift will make room for you. It'll put you in a room full of people that you other folks will think you don't even have no business being in front of. It said, it'll make room for you and bring him before great and important people. God said, this year, our focus as a body of believers should be verse 13. He said, preaching the unpopular truth is necessary for us to come to this place. Preachers should never stand in the pulpit worried about if somebody is offended by the truth of God's word. Especially when God gave it to you. And especially if our intentions are really set on going. I've never understood that if we have a standard to live by, we got to remember there's also fine print. Y'all, somebody just holler out, no more stumbling blocks. No more stumbling blocks. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. No more stumbling blocks. God said, this year, we ought to get to another place. A place of maturity. Personal integrity. Go back and listen so you can write that stuff down. Go back and read the passage for yourself. Study it. I said we ought to be at a place by now where we experience some form of maturity, some level of maturity in this walk. And not just us, body. You know how stagnated most churches are right now? In a very stagnant state. It look good. But live. But what's in here? That's what he want to fix. Amen? I'm going to pray. Amen. And we're going to uh, turn our hands over to the pastor. Amen. God, we just pray this morning, Lord, that you bless the word of God on today, God, that has, uh, that it fall on good ground. God, that you plant it on the inside of us, that we will be the church that you are looking for, God, that we be the body of believers that your word deemed us to be. We thank you, God, for your grace and your gifts that you've already showered us with. 
God, we ask that you give us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to do with those things, those gifts, and that grace, and that mercy, what you have us to do, God. We bind the hands of the enemy that will come against every person under the sound of my voice, even those that are joining us uh, via our live broadcast. God, we ask, Lord, did you penetrate the hearts, the very thoughts, the souls of man now? We ask that you bring those backsliders back, God, those people that have lost their first love, that walked away, God. We ask that you put a hook in their jaw. Bring them back to the bleeding side of Calvary, Lord, like only you can. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Give God praise. Amen. No more stumbling blocks. No more, no more, no more stumbling blocks. Amen. What a mighty word. Mighty, mighty word. We thank y'all for tuning in with the song line. God bless you. We look forward to having you back with us on our next broadcast. God bless you. Hi, and thank you so much for joining us today. The Lord has truly been great to HOD. And listen, we are on the move. If you would like to partner with us, because we're still trying to reach our goals and our with the endeavors that we have in place. If you would like to join us, all of our giving information will be at the bottom of the screen. Make sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for our worship experience, along with our Wednesday night's rewind services. God bless you. Stay tuned. HOD is on the move. production.